0: hi and welcome to mark's motivational podcast for another author's tuesday so it was great talking to um, another author today marguerite maitland so um yeah it was great talking about her books and what motivates in her writing so uh, thanks a million for coming on marguerite and thanks edward for listening i hope you enjoyed it and um, so um, if you're it, you are enjoying them, might like them and share them, and you can also look at this on YouTube. And if you subscribe, subscribe to that to my channel, that would be brilliant as well. So, um, thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for another podcast on Thursday. Take care, thank you. Okay. Hi and welcome to Mark's motivational podcast for another Authors Tuesday. So today I'm delighted to be joined by another great guest. Um, Her name is Marguerite. Uh, So you're very welcome along today, Marguerite.
1: Hi, Mark, how's it going? Thank you for
0: having me. Uh, What's your full name again, Marguerite?
1: It's Marguerite Maitland.
0: Maitland, well, I just didn't want to mess up your name, so that would have been a great start.
1: No, (laughs) the the funny thing is nobody ever gets my first name right the first time around, so it's okay. (laughs) I'm
0: used to it. Well, thanks a million for joining me tonight in the podcast. You're very good. Or today rather in, in America. Where, whereabouts are you living yourself? Whereabouts?
1: Uh, I'm on Long Island in New York.
0: Long Island. Oh cool. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got the Super Bowl tonight. <laughs> oh, yes, big
1: big go. American holiday today. Lots of food that isn't good for you and lots yeah. of you know, cheering and I'm not even sure who I want to win, but it's a fun, it's a fun event. Yeah. yeah.
0: Quite fun, <laughs> exactly. And so that's great. Would you mind there uh, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and the books sure. you've written, please?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I'm uh, born and raised on Long Island in New York, uh, USA, and uh, I am a. I guess I was I was a debut author when I wrote my for when I released my first book a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm a mom of two, and um, you know, just busy, busy like everyone else. But uh, so my writing really got started many years ago as a hobby, um, as I was trying to figure it out. Um, my, my grandfather, before he died, gave me the journal of his grandfather. So my great, great, um, you know, I have to like try to get all that straight. So my, so the books are based on Robert's life. So Robert is my great, great grandfather. And he ran away from home when he was 12. He was number eight of 12 kids. He was in Southeast England. He um, was getting um, physically abused by his oldest brother. And he had just had about enough of that. And he had another promised beating coming to him. So he decided that was it. So he and a friend ran away and they um, went to the port of Hull, which in 1849 was still a big whaling port in England and a big British naval kind of stopover or a place for the, those ships to be moored. And uh, they stowed away on the ship. They hid in a lifeboat. Not really, you know, they didn't know how to read. They didn't know how to swim. They just wanted to (laughs) escape, you know. So it's kind of a plan without a plan. They got found in the lifeboat. And then sure enough, it was a British naval vessel. So they got disciplined, they got pressed into service. And, you know, kind of accidentally on purpose sent himself around the world for the next seven years across all the oceans having all kinds of adventures. And then finally landed in America and walked from San Francisco to Nebraska. So um, so it's a three-book series. The first two books finish up his ocean-faring adventures. um, And the third book will be The Trek Across America. But I've written it for age 10 and up because I really felt because it was history. It Mm. was about a 12-year-old boy. The bravery, the perseverance, the naivety as well uh of, of what he did and um I just felt if it could spark a love of history uh a way of looking at history in a different way for for, for one kid you know out of all of this yeah, yeah that would be a good thing so so that's what the books are about
0: yeah that's absolutely great like um like what a great idea like um to kind of uh, keep the memory of your what a great story about your great grandfather as well so that that's that's really cool that's really well done with that. And um, has it has it is it doing good for you so far, Marguerite? Is it doing well?
1: Uh, I think uh, I think it's doing well. Um, yeah. I do some author visits at libraries and schools. I, I have to be honest, Brilliant. I'm not really necessarily paying attention to the sales as much as I pay attention to reviews. Uh, course, so I've. Yeah. Yeah so, yeah, so I'm, you know, very happy to have, you know, a decent amount of reviews, at least on the first book, in Amazon yeah. is just a matter of people who read the second book to remember to review, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm having a good time with it, it's been a great personal journey for me, um, I did so much research to make sure the history was accurate, and mm-hmm. I actually found a librarian in England, in Hessel, who um, was very intrigued by my project, and wow. she looked up my family and sent me a 10-page handwritten letter with all kinds of history about my family that's in the records. Or my ancestors, I should say. Um, so it's been an interesting journey. Uh, so I've, I really enjoyed it. And that's, that's the best part of this whole process.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's really, really great. And um, where can people buy your books as well, Marguerite? Where well, can people um, get, get their hands on it?
1: Um, there, there's a, wet wells on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble websites. Um, It's in a few scattered bookstores um, and libraries here in New York, um, mostly in lower New York and on Long Island. Um, There's a website for the books where you can read all about the, you know, the, I guess the the taglines, what you know, the basic concepts behind Mm -hmm. the story is at runawayatsea.com. You can also shoot me a note, you know, on the contact page, you can see author events, you can see I do have a creative writing workshop for kids um for libraries and schools and then i have a boot camp yeah a creative writing boot camp for adults my publisher and i did together so those links are on the website and um you know i just i'm just hoping it's really action adventure boy you know grows to man learns very you know painful and valuable lessons but i'm hoping that you know um people really they seem to be enjoying it i'm getting a lot of really good feedback from both books so
0: that's great yeah thanks a lot for sharing I'm going to share if you want to send me the links as well I can absolutely. I can share them on on the show notes for you as well
1: sure sure absolutely
0: that's brilliant yeah thanks very much and uh, as well where, where did the, the writing journey start for you um have you always written yourself you kind of said you did but has it where, where did it begin for you, yourself
1: Well, I always wanted to write a book. I was an avid reader as a kid. I read all kinds of stuff. I I really loved getting lost in a story. It was, I guess, like a little bit of an escape from adolescence, I suppose, in hindsight. (laughs) But I always wanted to write something. I was, I really feel very confident with math and science as a kid. So I gravitated toward the arts, towards theater, towards writing, you know, et cetera. And so I always wanted to write something. And I just didn't have an original concept and then about a year before my grandfather died he gave me the journal and then a few years later my grandmother died and then i remembered that i actually had it because i i didn't really read it at first i put it in my filing cabinet and then i took it out and i read it and i thought this is a this is an incredible story of survival and perseverance and i just feel like i had to find a way to tell it so i started Mm -hmm. writing And um, it was very amateurish at first. My kids were very small. It was really something I kind of whittled away at in between work and mothering and cleaning the house. And I would try to sit down and grab a few minutes here or there. And then I joined a critique group, which was really fantastic way to learn because I would read my work aloud and I would get some very good constructive feedback. And at first I was really afraid to use dialogue because it was a historical piece and I didn't know, should I write, should I write it in that you know that period the way they spoke or that would make it hard for kids to read. So I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um and then I read a book about writing um for like including imagery etc. And it just gave a lot of tips and tricks for using dialogue. So I started to use it and then I just fell in love with using dialogue. So I tried to use it now I feel I have gained a level of expertise on you know I try to include As many of the five senses as I can on every page, making sure readers feel immersed in the work. And I really Mm -hmm. feel like if I have too many paragraphs without characters talking to each other, I go back and I look and see is there any way that I can rewrite this for the characters to talk to each other? Because what I've found through the critiques and the critique group and all the beta readers that read my, my, my work is dialogue really helps them connect with the characters in the book and really become emotionally involved and care. And if your readers don't care, you know, they're not going to finish the book. Nothing nothing is going to be, affect them emotionally. It's like watching a really good movie and you yeah. feel sad when it's over. And then, you know, the acting was great and so was the writing. Because even movies that you watch, it's all based obviously on screenplays, et cetera. So, so to me, that's really the most important lesson that I've learned about writing and so the first book took a really long time because I was learning how to do it the second book I did in about four months
0: yeah so, well because yeah. yeah no that's great because um it's you've, you've made some really good points there because you know you're using your external um, resources there like to get a book on on, on writing because there's so much in it's not just writing a book you have to do your homework a lot don't you like yeah yeah so so that's great for anybody that's listening so thanks a lot for that for sharing like for anybody starting to write a book you know you know for external stuff it's very important your external resources isn't it oh yeah
1: absolutely and then the research is sometimes you can really get lost in a google rabbit hole trying Mm. to google stuff um, I, you know, I certainly, there's there's in the second book some um, of the Crimean War, so I did a bunch of research about the Crimean War and amputation, so I was Googling about amputation, what does an amputation kit look like, how did they do this in the age of sale, and, you know, you wonder if the, you know, the NSA or the CIA or the FBI is wondering what I'm Googling about amput- amputating people, but... <laughs> It was really about, you know, the, the research and, and how things were. And, and my critique group would certainly point out if they felt a word was too modern, like a descriptive word. And we'd go back and look at the origin. When was it used? How often was it used? Was it used in that period of time? So it can really get that nitty gritty uh, mm-hmm. about, you know, how to describe things. And you want to make sure you're describing them in a way, because I wrote it from Robert's point of view. So everything yeah. has to be from this 12-year-old kid's eyes mm. and ears. Yeah. So if something was too advanced or too adult or too grown up or not consistent with mid-1800 um, you know, mindset or whatever, I had to you know, go back and re-research it and you know, et cetera. So my critique group really helped me a lot, keeping keeping my feet to the fire with accuracy. Mm. It was good.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, like, well, it's a critique um, group because I haven't heard of that before. That sounds really interesting. Um, was this online or was it like a face to face thing? Was it?
1: It was face to face at first. Okay. It was a pretty big group. I found it, yeah. women's writers group that my mother had told me about in Huntington, New okay. York. And I ended up not even finding that group. I found this other group quite by accident. And then I just started going. And, you know, it held me accountable to getting writing done every other week, making sure Mm -hmm. I had 1,500 words, you know, to bring with me. And then there were silly things. You know, you you write something and you read it and you read it, but it's you have to kind of step away from it. So I would prepare my pages. I would bring them to the group, and then on page two, paragraph three, there'd be like ten thousand pronouns, and I think, oh God, (laughs) who wrote that? Who wrote that? It couldn't have been me. All those pronouns, you know. Or you find that you repeat a word too many times in a paragraph, and until you read it aloud, and you're reading it aloud to a group of objective people then you really yeah. can't be objective about the work and if you want it to be successful you have to have a little bit of a, a, a bit of a thick skin to be able mm. to hear if things are working or not working so
0: yeah no, that, that's great yeah that, that's a really good advice for anybody that's listening and um, marguerite that's brilliant yeah the, um mm. so as well kind of what kind of keeps you motivated in your writing as well because this is kind of a motivational podcast as you probably see right. so um what kind of keeps you motivated just say sometimes you may um experience a bit of writer's block or hit a metaphorical wall has that ever happened to you before and how did you kind of deal with that yourself
1: uh well yes many 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 times uh, i spent a day what I thought, you know, set aside a few hours or a day or whatever to write. And my friends would say, oh, what did you do, you know, on Saturday? And I could say, oh, I was writing, but really what I did was stare at a blank, you know, word, word, word screen thinking like yeah. start a sentence, erase it, start a sentence, <laughs> erase it. So yeah. writing is very frustrating. It's a little bit lonely because you really have to shut yourself away from people. And it's very mm. frustrating because sometimes a paragraph can take me two days. Because it, mm-hmm. I, I, and I can, and this is um, like a deficit with writing if you could be too much of a perfectionist where you want it to be perfect and then you end up spending so much time on the perfection. And then over time I've learned that in the end it's going to get edited. So yeah. the editor is gonna come in and if there's something wrong with the grammar or the paragraph, they're gonna find it and then mm-hmm. we're gonna fix it. So I found that it was actually stopping me from progressing because I was so caught up in making sure that everything I had done up to that page 101 or whatever it was, was perfect. And the fact of the matter is it's not perfect. It's never gonna be perfect. So if you're looking for perfect, forget it. Um, this, book, this book went through three, three edits. So three mm-hmm. editors. So myself reading it aloud to my critique group and then three edits on top of that. And there was still, at least 12 typographical errors after it went on to Amazon and barnesandnoble.com, which drove me nuts. It drove me nuts because I couldn't believe there were still spelling errors, but my publisher said just everybody, even Stephen King has spelling errors in their manuscript. So it's, you know, um, it's one of those things. So, so I definitely hit those, those days and it was hard to keep going. But for me, just when I, when I, every paragraph got me closer to the end and it Mm. just was like, I'm almost there and I'm almost there. And then I would think about my grandfather. So when, when my grandfather was a huge influence growing up to me, I mean, he's, he's been gone now 20 years, but, um, Mm. and he, I was very close with him as an adolescent. So when he thought I was doing something good, he would say that's cooking on the front burner. That was his thing, yeah. right? So I think about that all the time when it comes to the writing, because I don't think when he gave me this, the journal about Robert, that he really realized what kind of inheritance and, and I don't mean money wise or
0: no, yes. yeah.
1: wise. I mean, the personal journey it sent me on and how much I found about my family and how much I learned about myself. And it was a very tumultuous time in my life. My father was ill and dying. My aunt passed away. You know, my kids were growing up, like all kinds of life changes were happening all around me. So when I think about the tumultuous sea and the storms that I, as Robert journeyed around the oceans of the world, it was a little bit like what my life was like at the time. So, so to me, I keep thinking about my grandfather and I feel that energy you know, kind of pushing me forward. I know he would be very proud of what I've created from the journal. And it was hard, but just because it's hard doesn't mean you don't keep going. And I just every every paragraph brought me to the finish line. And I guess I mean this is a very long answer to your question. Oh no, no,
0: it's fine. It's, that makes sense.
1: But that's how I kept motivated. I mean, I I knew I needed to accomplish this, and no matter what, um, I I just I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to say, oh, I started a book, but I didn't want to be one of those people that started a book and never finished. Mm. So I I wanted to bring it to completion. So um, and I, you know, that that's really what kept me going. But it's hard. It's hard because I definitely had writer's block. One of the ways that I got over that was research.
0: Yeah, so right, I was yeah.
1: Googling things and Googling sea stories and, and reading captain's journals, like actual, like the British Navy has actual captain's journals going back to 1500, like what? before the <laughs> So they have a treasure trove. Of data for me, and I would just read the actual logs, which are in the Google Open Domain, so you can just get them. Whatever been, whatever has been uploaded by the English government, uh, and British government, and so I would read those, and then it would just make me think of a of a real story that actually would have happened that a captain wrote about, and then I would try to think about Robert's life, and then connect them, and then that's how I would get out of the block. Does that makes sense.
0: That's. That does, yeah. absolutely. That's great because you, you were saying about your grandda- your grandfather as well with that big metaphor he gave you, that can kind of st- stick in your mind as well and help you along. So yeah. it, that's brilliant. And it's great as well the way people, you know, when they think of someone's written a book, they say, "Wow, well, they've gone so successful. They don't think of all the stuff you had to do before to get to that point. They don't like the, the grind you have to go through, all the, the, um, all the information you have to gather and all that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, it's so much research. And then when you're yeah. done, you're not really done because then, I mean, I'm in the business world. My regular career is in the mm-hmm. financial industry and um, I didn't know anything about publishing. I mean, publishing is another whole thing to learn. So aside yeah. from learning yeah. how to write and figuring that out, then finding <laughs> yeah. a publisher and yeah. then learning about all that. I mean, it's 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 a beast, it's a beast of an industry <laughs> yeah. and and it's yeah. it's tough it's tough to mm. get published it's it's and it's you it really tries on your self-esteem so I would say to people just just close your eyes and keep well don't close your eyes but I mean just keep plowing
0: through <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep, right stuff, yeah, keep going like yeah, just keep this.
1: going don't I uh, you know think of uh what was the the Disney movie Nemo and the mm. um oh my god what's that Dory right like just yeah for Dory
0: yeah like you just <laughs> yeah. have to
1: keep going just swim through it like and it gets muddy and mucky and hard and and discouraging but you have yeah. to just go because because you can do it you can do it mm-hmm. you just have to not give up
0: exactly no, that's great marguerite thanks very much for 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 giving that explanation of your book it's, it's fascinating like i can actually think of a movie hopefully i don't know if you've thought about that yourself but i'd say it would make it kind of a, a good movie but the sounds of things you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, yeah 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 yeah, yeah,
1: but um, but I would say you know I just did an author visit at the high school in my town, and mm. one of the questions that the kids asked was you know what would be your advice to, to aspiring writers, and and my answer is get it out of your head and onto the paper, and don't worry if it's mm. perfect, don't worry if it's out of order, don't worry if it's jumbled, just go from your head to the paper and then figure it out later. But don't don't let looking at the mountains stop you from taking exactly. the first. Exactly. Yeah. Mm
0: yeah that's that's great advice yeah because a lot of people in the tinctive they to do like a certain amount of words like a couple of thousand words it seems like a mountain to climb, but if they're doing little bits like even like a, a two pages or three pages every day you're going to get there you know so don't you put. Yourself, are. would you agree with that like yeah yeah that's that's oh, great yeah
1: absolutely yeah. and the other thing is that you know in my case i i had a journal as an outline okay mm. so i i had something that I knew the next thing and the next thing and the next. The first book, I didn't really do an outline. The second book, I outlined each chapter. And that actually, I think, helped me finish the second book faster. Because I did, I want these three things to happen in chapter one, I want these four things to happen in chapter two, and so on and so forth. And so I looked at the journal, and I wrote down everything from his life journal that I wanted. And and I mapped out each chapter. And so when I was finishing up the last thing on the list, the last bullet point, I knew I was finishing the chapter. And, and so it, it just, I was like, I finished one. Now I finished two, you know, and, the, and it, it, it is really one step, at a time Mm -hmm. and you just have to be patient it's really hard but just be patient with your like and don't beat yourself up about it you know but like Mm -hmm. i went through that too it's like oh my gosh it's taking me so long this is awful i'm never gonna do it i'm an idiot what am i thinking so you go through things like that and you Mm -hmm. just have to like try to talk yourself off the negative and into Mm -hmm. the positive so so what you only wrote five words that day so what you wrote five more words than nothing.
0: More mm, exactly <laughs>
1: yeah. than zero. So so it's mm. so it's a good thing. So you have to always glass half full. Always think I did this, not what it, you didn't do, but what you did do. And and that actually helps your brain. It helps your mm. dope, dopamine. You know, your yeah. all yeah. of the the serotonin, all the the feel good chemicals yeah. in your brain. Yeah. Every time you set a goal for yourself and you accomplish it, your brain you know, gives you that kind of runner's high a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, big 20. it makes you yeah. happy, so you just have to set even small goals. And then each mm. time you reach that goal, if it's to research, you know, how how a rabbit dig, digs a burrow out, if that's something yeah. to do with what you're, you know, what you're right <laughs> about, yeah. so then <laughs> yeah. you spend the day figuring that out. You know, I spent mm. uh, two hours on my couch pretending to row a boat, so I know how to row a boat, But Robert didn't know how to row a boat. So I watched a YouTube video on how, like, for dummies, how to row a boat, right? And I I imagined what it would have been like for this 12-year-old kid, you know, not Mm. knowing how to manage the oars and having the weight of all the officers in the little boat and trying to figure it all out and not understanding the way the current goes and, you know, all of Mm. those things. And I sat there on the couch and I kind of acted it out for two for two hours (laughs) before I even wrote a word. And so that's part of writing. That is part of writing. So so if that's on your list, you know that you accomplished that bit of research and now you have a better idea of how you want to portray it on the page and and then you move forward from there. So yeah,
0: that's great. You know, that's pretty makes such a good point because. Look, always look at your progress as well like what you've done so far don't look at how far you have to go just look at stuff yeah. wow look what I've done so far you know that's important. and yeah, this and, is great and, sorry go ahead sorry about yeah, that I mean I
1: just <laughs> I can tell you I can't believe I've written two books like I did it. it. it was hard I put a lot of blood sweat and tears into it I'm very proud of it but I still hmm. can't believe being on the other side I mean I have one more to write to finish this series and then I'm going to keep writing I'm going to keep going Um, It is easier to sell books when you have multiple books out. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to become a New York Times bestseller or, you know, what's going to happen. I do have somebody working on um, kind of screenplay ideas for the series. Um, So hopefully be able to present that to some production companies. And who knows? Maybe it will go nowhere. But if I never try it, then you'll never accomplish it. Exactly. So not trying is making a decision to not try so you mm, have to yeah. try because you're never going to get there if you don't so so and it feels fantastic I mean the first time I I held this book in my hand and I saw my name on it Very and class. you yeah. know my author page and I had to do the author bio and the on the website and I'm like I'm an author like wow
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, Wow, yeah <laughs> yeah but,
1: but it's and and that in and of itself is encouraging and to be able to oh, say just one book now it's two books like that is like super official now like the first one being published that was an accomplishment now i have two books now it's like extra official
0: that's yeah, how it um, is
1: anyway yeah
0: no no very well don't congratulations on uh all the best in your future writing as well and yeah, and um hope, yeah you know, I'm going to read it myself, looking forward to reading myself, you know. And no, but
1: what, when you when you do, yeah, I would love your opinion. I always want, yeah. I always want to hear the feedback, yeah. so definitely get it back in touch with me and let me know if you've read it, what you think. Yeah. And, I uh, would do, yeah. And if you find a typo, tell me where it is, so I can fix it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go through with a magnifying glass.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. What, what other kind of, what books do you like to read yourself, and the uh, I suppose, what influenced, uh, influenced you most in your writing? What, what well, authors or um, what books?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a mud as far as what I like, as far as genre. So growing yeah. up um, was a lot of romance, a lot of Stephen King, and then a lot yeah. of espionage detective stuff. Like I read a lot of Tom Clancy, Daniel Steele as romance. But my favorite book is Gone with the Wind. That's my favorite book. Okay. And yeah. my second favorite book is Anna Karenina. So interesting that when I was growing up, I wouldn't have said that I'm interested in historical fiction, but actually I must be because those
0: yeah.
1: two I <laughs> are my favorite books. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, love, I love animals. You know, I would read animal stories. There's Dick Francis wrote um, a wonderful series, uh, detective type stories, all based around horse and horse stables because he himself, I think, was a jockey in his life before he was writing. Uh, so those, I read a ton of those. So I love the detective kind of mm. stuff, the action right. yeah. thing, you know, and it's the same with movies. You know, I I love mm. science fiction, I love, and with my kids, we read a lot of fantasy, some, of course, Harry Potter, yeah. and, you know, all that, but we read a lot of, um, we were always at the library looking for um, new series and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so as far as what motivates me, it's, it's just wanting to aspire to uh, get my readers even a smidgen of, um interest that like when i read jk rowling or when i read you know gone with the wind or you know any of those books how my int- i was just glued to the peach and yeah. um, I, I would just hope to have that experienced you know with my um with my readers
0: yeah, that's great. That's really, really good. Uh, great list yeah. there. So uh, that's one of my favorite things about the podcast is you get to find it, get some great recommends and books as well. So that's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I do so much research that I really haven't been doing a lot of recreational reading myself. Mm, I miss yeah. it because I am was a big reader. Um, also, Jane Austen, she's another one, you know, Sense mm. and Sensibility and Pride and oh, yes. Yeah, also that's another great. you know, which yeah. is historical fiction and romance, right? Mm. Yeah,
0: romance yeah.
1: Together, so um, I just um I, I can't even tell you even a recent book other than what I read with my kids. So yeah, yeah. I read a lot of juvenile <laughs> fiction. But um but I would say what if you want to write, you have to read. And you mm. should be reading within the genre that you want to write because you need to know what your other what the, what your readers are, you know, looking at what's what's in the universe what's in the universe on the bookshelves in the stores, etc. Um, it certainly helps your vocabulary, and mm. um, and then you can you know kind of do it like a critique almost, right? You just um, read it and and then you can say, oh well, you know that page was terrible. I'll never write a page that that is that terrible. Or you <laughs> can say the opposite that that page was fantastic. So it's also a good way to kind of judge what's published, what's out there as a writer, as well as what the goal could be for readers. So.
0: Hmm. no that's that's great advice uh thanks a million marguerite brilliant yeah and uh mm-hmm. i suppose music as well what's your favorite music to listen to do you, do you ever listen to music while you're writing that's it's just um, kind of a question i've been interested my Sorry.
1: mom is a concert pianist so i grew up with a lot of classical music right so i love mm-hmm. classical music but i listen to i guess fleetwood mac i listen to um Michelle Branch, um, so it's, uh, Phil Collins, Genesis, mm-hmm. um, you right. know, sometimes I can rock out to some Zeppelin or some ACDC, really depends.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, U2 <laughs> yeah, is, is another fave, and um, I uh, Rob Thomas, actually, most recently, um, okay. yeah. you know, Santana, you know, I'm just, it's a very eclectic mix. Kind of mm, like, like an myself. iPod yeah. way of looking at it instead of, you know, um, but I grew up with Pat Benatar and, um, mm. you know, uh, uh, Led Zeppelin and, and, um, and through the outdoor and, you know, ACDC back in black and, you know, that host Bruce Springsteen, you know, all of, of those, yeah. you know, big, big greats. So, oh, the Eagles, um, mm. got, I, mean, I, I don't know, as I sit here, it gets, starts to churn up, yeah. um, but I like all <laughs> kinds of music. And, and as a writer, now I hear the poetry much mm. more and appreciate the poetry of lyrics yeah. than I um, than I ever did as a kid. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. as a you, kid. You, you
0: must have been looking at my record collection because I, I love all that kind of music as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> Great stuff, yeah. No, yeah, and no, I'm this actually,
1: is- like, God, my, I'm I'm, my daughter's at college and she's getting exposed to some country music, so I'm starting to listen to maybe a little bit more country. I'm certainly a Taylor Swift fan. I love her, I think mm. she's fantastic. Um, and Carrie Underwood as well. So, so that's like kind of a new thing, like dabbling as country music starts to seep into the pop radio, and you know mm. you get a little bit more exposed to it. So I, you know, I love music, but when I'm writing, I am more apt to listen to. So, for instance, in the first book, there's a jungle scenes. So when I was writing that, I actually, listened, had the YouTube playing of jungle sounds, of the rainforest okay. sounds in the background oh. because it was helping me bring the imagery in as I was mm. listening. Um, so I am a huge fan of David Attenborough. So I start yeah, my right. Saturday and Sunday mornings pretty much listening to him and whatever's on BBC uh, that, that plays him, at least in my neck of the woods on Saturdays and Sundays mornings. And um, it's very soothing to me. I can sometimes have that playing in the background all day long because um, I've seen just about every documentary that he's ever done. <laughs> so yeah. it's not anything new, but it's kind of, it's just a nice, you know, the, the background music and his voice and just talking about the natural world. That's a very relaxing thing for me. So, you know, that, that's one of the things that I can do is just listen to, the, to that stuff.
0: Great stuff. Yeah. No, this has been great. Thanks a million for coming on, Marguerite. It's been great talking to you and um, I wish you all of success going forward, your books. And um, as I said, if you could send me on a link to your to your um, website and I'll, I'll put it up on the uh, the show notes as well for people to check out, you know.
1: Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'll send it yeah, to you yeah. we're done. But thank yeah. you for the invitation. I really enjoyed meeting you and this was great. And I actually um, watched a few of your episodes and one of your other authors is on also on Long Island. So we've connected. We That's nice right, couple- yeah. other day we're gonna meet we're gonna meet next week for coffee or whatever and so so i made a really nice new connection with another author on long island so i was very happy about that so
0: yeah it's funny that's what i'm saying it's funny when you do stuff like this it kind of opens your opens the door to different stuff like collaborations and all that it's brilliant because i did mention before on the podcast as well a previous guest that um i'm involved in a writers group in ireland and um it's it's inkies it's called where every saturday um i don't know what the time but it's usually um at one thirty in dublin so whatever that is in 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 america new york but um right. like, like you work off a prompt every saturday and the, the the stuff that come off the prompts is great you know like you have oh a half an gosh, hour to write off yeah that's a great way to write that's a
1: great way great. to write. it yeah. really gets your yeah. brain going it's a great way to practice and it's fun it's yeah. fun yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah yeah that's great
0: that's great. Yeah. Okay. So thanks a million Marguerite for coming on. Um so your full name again is Marguerite for people to check out. Mar- yeah,
1: My uh, my writing uh persona yeah. is Marguerite Maitland and it's yeah. runaway at So I will send you the link. And Brilliant. there's two books out. The third book is will be coming out at some point this year. I'm not sure when. I'm I'm actually in the middle of moving. So until I get okay. settled in my new house um <laughs> yeah. i got uh, of i have to wait for that so i'll like really you know hit the ground running with it in about uh, yeah. three weeks or so So,
0: yeah best of luck and thanks a million again and all the best in the in your future writing okay Mar- marguerite okay. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you so much yeah so for thank you, mark no brilliant thanks a million for tuning into mark's motivational podcast another author's tuesday so stay tuned for tours we're gonna have another guest on take care thanks again marguerite
1: thanks take care thank you
0: Yeah, thanks a million again for tuning to today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast, Authors Tuesday. So once again, thanks a million, Marguerite, for coming on the podcast, great talking about your books and the best hope in the future, which are writing. Um, so thanks everybody again for tuning to the podcast, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Till then, have a great week. Good morning, I'm all good. Song so of fall. Goodbye.